Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Mark Choi, of all people. It's I know, not I'm Brent. back. How are you doing, Mark? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm back from a very long hiatus. Uh, things have been pretty crazy in my life, so I'm going to get down to the very nitty-gritty details of it, and we're all going to go for a wild ride. So buckle, oh. buckle on up, bucko, because uh- we're going for an adventure. Safety first, listener. Um, but no, I'm excited to have Mark back on board. I'm sure listeners are rejoicing right now. Um, or they're saying, Oh no, where's Brent? <laughs> but no, I'm teasing. Uh, but if this is a video game podcast, so I'm eager to hear what games you've been playing. But if you do want to give us like a general little life update, you're welcome to. But if yeah. that's something you want to keep personal, that's fine as well. No, nah, I want to make the listeners hear it, whether they want to or not. <laughs> of course. So. I'll give a nice, a nice firm round update, a nice grabbable update. Here we go. Uh, so I've, I moved, um, probably, I think it was about 80 miles. It, I mean, it's not insanely far, but I had to sell a house and then buy a house. And it was a lot of issues with that. The market that I'm buying in, I mean, Doug probably knows because he's just recently did the same thing, but it's awful. You put in an offer and someone outbids you by like, a, like $40,000 over what the person was even asking for the house to begin yeah. with. And it's like, okay, cool. So uh, yeah, I was just struggling to get a place. I finally got a house, but it needed some work. I've been doing a lot of like, all my nights have been taken up, like fixing bathrooms and remodeling stuff. And I'm, I'm finally able to get back on the show. Um, oh man, no, I, I know what you're going through. Uh, I don't know what it's, the whole struggle is, is with selling a house. I was just fortunate to, fortunate enough to be buying my first one and didn't really have a house to sell. Um, but I know the house we got, it wasn't really a fixer upper, but there's definitely things that need to be done before I even move in. So I have another maybe week or two before I move in. But all I've been doing the past few weekends is digging trenches and, uh, to <laughs> steer water away from the house. That was like 50 foot trench on like a 90 some degree day. It was insanely like hot and sweaty and horrible. Um, but then there's also lots of painting, uh, for we're fortunate that my she's not my wife yet but like my father-in-law so to speak my fiance's uh father yeah. he is retired and a lot of his background um besides being a mailman uh for the majority of his life he would fix up lots of houses in his free time so this is almost something that now that he's retired he's he loves to just head over to our house and do some stuff while we're working so he's been a huge help in getting a lot done too so we're just in a really uh, lucky spot there. Oh, nice! You got the hookup. Yeah, yeah, right. Right now, I'm uh, so I'm recording this. Before this, I was I was uh, goofing around on some video games, and I have t- three leaking pipes in my bathroom. Oh now. no! And I'm just pretending they're not there right now because <laughs> I can't get them to stop leaking, Doug. It won't oh, stop. Christ, <laughs> Tell them is... to go away. No. I, can't, I can't deal with it anymore. Oh man, that's when you need to call a plumber. But I'm really sorry <laughs> to hear you're going through that. I've helped my dad with a handful of leaky uh, pipes and faucets and stuff, and it's never fun. I I uh, plumbing. I do not envy people who have to do that for oh i know i'm about to just do the ultimate like cop out cheat cheat code 
and I'm going to get this stuff. It's like this plumber's putty and you, you wrap it around the, like the leaking spot and it turns into basically like as hard as steel, it says. And Whoa. it stops, it stops the leaks, but you can just never get the pipe off without cutting it. But I'm just, at this point, I'm just like, dude, screw it. I don't care. I'll just like leave the pipe in and just put this on. Like I, it's not like it's going to get any better. Like I'm going to have yeah. to. So, but all right, I, I'm not going to bore everybody with plumbing, <laughs> with talking yeah. about plumbing. We're, I mean, this, it, this is a plumbing podcast, yeah, but I guess. I guess I'll talk about I'll talk about video games. Well, that's what I mean. We're growing up, and people might relate with that. So I don't know. It's just weird uh, being an adult now. Sorry, listener. Anyway, yeah. back to games. Yeah, yeah, and and just so you know, I mean, we're never never gonna get too old for video games. That's because the hope. Always gonna be. Yeah, I'm always gonna play them, no matter what. Um, but yeah. So all right, where what where, where what have I, what has Mark Choi been doing these days? Well, Mark Choi has been obviously playing overwatch because that's not going out of style anytime soon uh i think maybe the newest thing that's happened in that game is they released the worst character ever made his name is wrecking ball oh yeah he's a stupid ass hamster in a stupid ass ball and Uh he swings around and i hate him yeah i've heard he's very polarizing and i remember we had an episode saying how could anyone be mad at a fat hamster but here we go it sounds like he's i don't know he's just He's just I, I I told Bren this when we were playing the other day and he uh he told me I was very salty but <laughs> he is just a failure of imagination that is the best way to describe that character it's like burn I, I could give I could give like like 20 10 year olds like give them the task to go come up with a with a new character for this game and I would describe the game to them and I bet you 20 out of 20 of them would come up with a better character than this guy it is Ouch. seriously like it's like if you got a, a like a um like a table of like old farts like a big <laughs> like a big panel of like 70 plus year old people and ask them to come up with a character that they thought young people would like and you get this guy this is it, it's so mind blowing how this is what we get with such a mainstream awesome game but yeah i just think he's so dumb from my understanding though or at least from aj explaining it a little bit to me these characters were predetermined for a long time and it's just more or less them uh sprinkling them into the play as they uh finish creating them i'm not exactly sure but it sounds like this hamster probably was a design from the get-go and not necessarily an afterthought i could be wrong yeah, well, he sh- whoever made him should feel very bad if that's the case. Yeah, it's I I could imagine there being better characters, and mm-hmm. I wish AJ was here to answer. But I'm wondering how many more characters they have in store for people in updates. I might be I might be way off, but I think it's only like two or three. I think it's, yeah. it's getting close to the end. That makes but, sense. Yeah, but all right. Besides Overwatch, um, Heavy Rain. I got that for free on the PSN. Uh, one of the PSN free games of the month yeah um, and i'm probably i think i'm like over halfway through it so i've been playing that a good amount in like the the time i've had um, is this that, your first playthrough with that y- yes it is yeah oh, wow and uh i only have one thing to say about it and it's ethan ethan <laughs> ethan <laughs> or oh man well, isn't there another uh what's his uh, is it ethan man it's been too long i thought it was jason yeah. oh it is jason <laughs> Fuck, what the hell am I talking about? Who's Wait, Ethan? I think Jason has a brother named Ethan, and that might have been the cause of your confusion. But yeah, Oh, shit. No, yeah, it's Jason. Jason. Yeah. Oh, Christ. But no. Jason? Now, now I'm like, 
gonna just say Ethan from now on. Be like, it's a Marshall, Marshall, Marshall original. Yeah, I um, I think that game, if that the exact same game had been made now with modern mechanics and graphics, it would just be. And I haven't finished it yet, obviously, but I think it would be a absolute masterpiece from yeah. what I've seen so far. I think they were really grasping at something that the technology wasn't there for yet, but it's still amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. So far, it's been so good. It's been a great game. Yeah. Um, we recently had Tracy Wheatley from Paper News Out Loud on, and she was talking about how she's on her second playthrough because she also got it for free. And she she loves the game, but she said it's very hard to get into as far as controls and stuff. It it, it, it doesn't age well. But, no. but as far as, like, story and graphics, I agree. It is... uh very impressive and i i wish they would do like some kind of like not remaster but like yeah maybe clean up the gameplay a little bit if possible i'm not sure if that's really feasible yeah no nah, they're not i wouldn't i don't think they'll ever touch that again but yeah, yeah. You're, you're right the controls are very they're a uh, straight bunk like you'll you'll be walking it's one of those i don't know if you've ever seen a game like this but you like so you'll be walking down a hallway and you'll be holding forward right like, yes upwards. i hate this it's and then the cam thief. yeah the camera shifts and then now forward is backwards. Yes. And like, I, it's like that kind of stuff. It might have been like that in the early Resident Evil games. For some reason, I felt like I would walk through a door and then the next second I walk through the same door and go back where I just came from and I didn't even mean to. And I was like, yeah, fuck. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so, such bad design. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one to solve. It's like, well, clearly if they're going in that direction, just let them continue to walk in that direction and have it adjust. Yeah. Oh, and the other things that are annoying with that game is, like, the inputs. Like, sometimes they're like, oh, mash the button. Sometimes hold the button. Sometimes just press it once. But, like, the indicators for that are, like, very subtle and not very memorable. Right. So, you, like, it was like, oh, I was supposed to smash that, but I had no clue. But it, it also isn't, like, it's pretty forgiving, too. Like, if you if you really mess it up, they'll they'll uh, give you another shot. But, um what else have I been playing, man? Well, what what was the most intense scene that you can recall from that game? Because I'm just trying to maybe gauge where you're at. Um, I guess probably driving the wrong way on a highway. Okay, sure. Then yeah, you're pretty you're decently into the game. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, I chased that guy through a, a big market through like fruit stands and stuff. Nice. Yeah, uh, and it was hilarious because I saw on YouTube there's a. There's a uh, someone recorded if you miss every single input, and the main the main character is just falling on everything, and it's oh, so Christ. funny. That does Dude, sound it, really good. It's great. It made me. I did, hadn't even played the game yet, and it was just such a funny scene. Oh, that takes me yeah. back to a really old episode of our show where we had AJ on. I forget who else was on, but we did um a sound effect from the. What or was what's that sound? But it was Game Boy American Idol, and it was them purposefully getting every note wrong, and then you have to hear what the song sounds like purposefully played terribly, and it's absolutely hilarious. So <laughs> I recommend anyone revisiting that one. <laughs> Man, dude, I, I I vaguely remember that. Hey, isn't it crazy that the first some of the first episodes I was on, we were talking about like anime, yeah. <laughs> Yes, that and uh, like Mitsuwa and like ramen shops and stuff. Yes, I I, I recently like re-listened to some of those old ones. It was it was very nostalgic. And I really liked it. It made yeah. me uh, made me smile. It makes me feel like there's a point to all of this, but it's uh, yeah. I'm grateful that we can look back on some of those memories. But one thing I want to talk about, maybe like uh, kind of 
put the brakes on this whole video game talk is I know you're into skateboarding yes. and I just recently bought my first board as of maybe three weeks ago. I was oh, at the damn, beach. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah, I was at the beach with my girlfriend and she was like, oh, there's this local skate shop. And she was thinking like, let's go in and see if there's any clothes or anything I'd want. And I was going in there with the mindset, I'm walking out of here with a board and I want to get into it. I just want to see what it's all about. Cause I just, I don't know. I have a bunch of friends that do it like locally and other people that I know from doing the record label that are into it. So it's just like, I feel like, why am I not? So mm -hmm. I got the board, uh, for a pretty good deal. It was like a hundred bucks for a complete, uh, deck. That's and not I was like, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. And, and it was an element, so I mean, I know that's name brand, which I probably shouldn't care about this early in the game, but I do love the design on the thing. But yeah. I was worried uh, at first, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be one of those guys that buys a board and then just has it for show and just doesn't ever do anything. So I've been actually getting out and skating uh, as much as I can after work, but lately it's been so bad. We just had that hurricane come through, so it's just been terrible weather and I don't get as many opportunities, but I am at the point now where I feel comfortable on the board. I'm not doing any tricks. I'm basically just street skating and just like, I don't know, just trying to go down hills and shit. Um, but I do want to get to the point where I hit a park and maybe try to drop in and do all sorts of stuff like that and maybe learn how to ollie. But my th uh, question to you is, uh, do you have any advice for beginners? When did you start skating? And like, do you have any favorites when it comes to brands? And what should I uh, need to know when it comes to like, replacing wheels and how often like am i gonna have any issues like that oh yeah yeah sure okay oh i love talking about this stuff dude this is a great segue i'm i'm really shocked actually um yeah so i've I, i've been skateboarding since i was 12 i'm 26 now. nice so i i mean i i don't think there's any flip trick i can't do at this point i'm whoa that's so cool man i want to get to your level but it'll take a long time i can tell yeah <laughs> oh no dude skateboarding let me just put it this way. Do not get discouraged when it feels like you're not learning anything. It is one of the slowest learning processes I've ever seen out of any doesn't not, I'm not even it doesn't even need to be have like a label out of anything, not even right. just sports. It's skateboarding is hard. It is so difficult. And that's why most people don't do it because they quit. Yes. And that was but. me when I f first even uh, ventured into the world of skateboarding. I must have been in my teens. I, I, I My parents got me a Walmart board for Christmas and I would just follow my ass and I was like, well, that's the end of that. But yep. now I'm more confident. I'm not necessarily trying to impress anyone. I'm doing it for myself and also as a means of exercise. I'm such a lazy asshole uh, just sitting at a computer all day or I'm lucky enough to have a standing desk so I can stand. But like, that's yeah. not exercise. I'm just fucking standing around so <laughs> it's like at least i can get the blood flowing and i i just it's strange i felt like something just clicked in my in my brain when i set the board down one day and it's like instead of just being so it's all about inertia you just have to kind of go with it and now i can just like mm -hmm. hop on the board and it's liberating man i feel like i can't stop thinking about it i'm like any chance i get i want to be out there skating just to just get a little bit better and just in a few weeks time i've seen tremendous improvement so mm -hmm. i'm eager to see where it goes but continue i don't yeah. want to cut you off yeah yeah no no problem so Honestly, at this point, don't worry about like wheels, bearing. Like you have a good board, just you'll be fine. It, that you're not going to need to replace anything on that for a really long time. But, okay. Uh, yeah. The I guess I guess my best bit of advice for you is, and this is going to be hard, and it might not even be possible, but you really should find somebody you can skate with because you will you'll burn out. 
yes if you, don't, if you don't have anybody else that's also like skating with you and it's really sucks and i'm sorry you this is probably gonna be a tough thing for you to figure no, out but. well it's funny you say that i'm actually super duper fortunate uh my fiance she saw me skating and she was like she was thinking the same thing like oh is he just gonna buy this to keep and like not ever skate but now that she sees me skating she's ventured into trying it herself and i swear to god in the smallest amount of time she was doing up to my speed as far as just being able to street skate not fall on your ass i haven't fallen yet and i need to knock on wood for that because yeah. that's just like i'm very fortunate but i i do eventually plan on investing in a helmet and like uh knee pads and elbow pads i know i'll look like a goof but it's probably worth it especially if i'm going to try more advanced things yeah um, actually so for for pads honestly dude skip knee pads skip elbow pads if you there if there's anything you really should buy is wrist guards yeah and that sounds okay. weird you can dude skate with wrist guards that's all you really need i promise like that the number one thing you'll hurt skateboarding is your arms. Yeah. Not, like, and I guess your head, but honestly, like if you're, if you're just learning, you're not really going to smash your head on the ground. You only, you only really get like head injuries when you're trying big stuff, like, like tray flipping an eight set. <laughs> like oh, that, Christ. that's when you're going to be like smashing your head open. But the, really your biggest risk is breaking an arm because what happens is you land and your body's natural tendency is to stick your arm out to catch your fall. And it doesn't take very much body weight to break an arm. Unfortunately, um, I've broken my arm twice, uh, broken an ankle, ripped a tendon in my other ankle. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, I'm dude. I'm yeah. I'll, I'll link you to some of my old skate videos from when I was like 14 that are on YouTube. You'll see. Um, yeah, Very no, cool. skating's dude, skating's awesome. But it, and and you know what I think is hilarious? You're not the first person I've met that has gotten into skateboarding well after they probably were what expected if, to yeah. get into it. And the reason why I have this theory, I really do. I have a theory that our generation. You know, we go through all this schooling, we get done college, we get these jobs, and we realize, oh my God, like, I need to do something dangerous. I need to do something <laughs> risky, something out of the ordinary in my life, or I'm going to go insane. And yes. I honestly think, without a doubt, that is why so many people our age are just getting into skateboarding randomly in their, like, late 20s. It just doesn't – and for me – I actually didn't skate all through college. So I, I kind of stopped skateboarding when I was like 18 and I went to college. I graduated. I was like my, tw I was like 23 ish. And I was like, I saw my skateboard and I was like, you know what? Like I, let me get back on this thing. And I just like, my love just got reignited and I just haven't stopped since then. And I, I think that is actually the reason because you're sitting in an office all day. You're talking to all these boring ass people and like, you're just like, dude, I got to just get out and just not think about this kind of stuff. Yes, dude, you you really hit the nail on the head. And even when I was purchasing my board, the guy at the shop was like, you got to stay young, man. <laughs> I was like, I know what you're saying. Like, I feel yes, like yes, it's absolutely true. So I don't know it. I'm I, now that I am skating, I, I look back and think, why haven't I been doing this for this whole time? And I probably would be way better off had I been, but I'm not also not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to 
just do it because I enjoy it. So it's, but all right, that does kind of segment segue me back into video games talks, believe it or not. So here we are. It's the year 2018, and I have a lot of feelings about this. When I was growing up, video games about skateboarding were like every company or every little franchise that was out there was trying to cash cow off of Tony Hawk and Pro Skater because it was such a huge game. There was others like Skate and other things that came along the way. But long story short, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast more than likely at least one point in their life played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, one of the variations. And I love those games. Have a they hold a very special place in my heart, especially the soundtrack of uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. That got me into all sorts of different bands and stuff at the time. So skateboarding games are, I don't know, a staple in video game history. Absolutely. Here we are in the year 2018, and we don't have a single good skateboarding game on the PS4. And I was like thinking to myself, what the fuck is up with this problem? So. Here I am reigniting, or not even reigniting, because I when I first played around with my Walmart board, that I can't even consider that me being into skateboarding at that point. I feel like now that I am into skateboarding, I'm like, okay, it's a rainy fucking day. I want to learn more about skateboarding, like the names, tricks, like customize my character. Like, there's got to be a modern day Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and there is. It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, oh it's so bad. Yeah, it's okay. terrible, dude. It's not even a skateboarding game. You no, know what it is? It's what? like a. It's like a hoverboard, like anti gravity game. It's weird. Yeah, like, it's like, like one of the things you can do is when you're in the air, you immediately get like shot back to the earth. And I'm like, yes, That's not skateboarding. No, it's called, uh, what's it called? The slam is the move. Cause okay, here I am. I go and pick it up because I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I, it, it can't be that bad. I know the coverage of this game is it's one of the worst games of all time. And I'm like, man, it can't be that bad. Here we go. Um, First of all, if you're interested like I am, which I highly doubt, I'm a very unique case, uh, in purchasing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 on the PSN store, right now it costs $59.99. And I'm no. thinking to myself, that literally came out three years ago. Almost, uh, we were barely a year into the podcast, and I remember the attack was full swing, they were covering it. Um, there's a Polygon video with Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson talking shit on it. So, like, this dates back, and I'm thinking, how does a game with such a bad reputation and an age of three years still carry the day one price tag as on a digital copy? That is absolutely ridiculous. And so I'm thinking, well, let's see what it's cost to get physically in a used copy. And lo and behold, that GameStop, I picked it up for 25 bucks, and I still feel like that was paying too much for what this really is. Um, I, I started it up thinking there's, I heard there's patches, there's things that'll make this better. I've got a shitload of complaints already. I it's doesn't even feel like a Tony Hawk game. It feels like, oh, just pick I, I Dude, uh, really to be honest, I, I hate to say this, you you really should have just like replayed Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, Tony Hawk's Underground, Underground 2. Those are the ones I want, and I don't think they have that available on PS4. So if anything, maybe it's on PS3 and I could like boot I, that bad boy up. But like, I have oh. them all on PS2. Like I still have them on PS2. That's what I mean. And uh with backwards compatibility, it's hit or miss. I think some PS2 games work. It depends on your PlayStation. That would be mm-hmm. worth looking into, but uh, you're absolutely right. That Those are the games I'm looking to play, and this is not that. It's just better graphics, but worse gameplay. And f- uh, for instance, when I think of 
I don't know, like fucking professional skateboarders. Uh, Rodney Mullen comes to mind. You would think he would be in this game. He's been in all the previous Tony Hawk games, not a playable character in this game. And I was like, fuck, I know he's getting old, but so is Tony fucking Hawk. So like, what's the point? Um, and, but guess who is available to play in this game? You can play as little Wayne. And I'm thinking, does that guy even fucking skateboard? I don't, maybe he has, but so the story behind little Wayne is actually kind of interesting. So he, little Wayne actually got really, really into skateboarding probably about five or six years ago. Okay. Um, And he, because he's so rich and famous, he basically can hang out with whoever he wants. And he invited, he invites pros over to his place all the time. And obviously if you invite professional skaters to your house to skate with you, you're going to get okay relatively quickly. Yeah. So he's, he's all right. Like he's not, that good like relatively speaking i guess he's not he's light years away from professional level skateboarding right but but like i'm better than him by a a lot i would (laughs) not doubt that for a second (laughs) but he's he at least appreciates the sport but i do agree with you that it's kind of weird that he's in the game and like not very very critical people in the skateboarding scene that kind of defined the whole sport itself it's you know what that was i'll I'll tell you what that was that was them trying to appeal to a young audience and get people to buy the game because oh my god little wayne's a playable character and yeah that's that's why he's there and that's the only reason why he's there so that it's kind of dumb. That. It's really stupid, but the whole game was just a big fucking stinker. Flop. So. It's so bad. And all right. So I was hoping there would be like some kind of like, I don't know, like main story. It's just like different parks that you do different missions at. And then the, the only like saving grace and like on paper, it sounds cool. But even now that I'm playing it, it doesn't work well is the online ability. It's like, Oh yeah, you could have up to 20 people skating around at once. And like you use each other to help each other out on different missions and stuff. But all in all, it doesn't play well when the other person online's fucking glitching out as hard as you are this game is very just glitchy and bad it just and it sucks because i'm thinking they had the formula down in previous games pretty damn well like i know a lot of people say it went downhill after like the undergrounds and like what american wasteland i don't even recall playing that one i personally enjoyed underground uh believe it or not those oh underground one was yeah. so good. It was. The that's, story was amazing. Yes, that's what I fucking want in a Tony Hawk game. And it's like, man, that series is not the same as it was. Remember in remember in Underground 1 when you're in a Russian prison? Yeah, holy shit, yes. That was such a good game. It was so good. What happened? I Make another know. one of those. You, The technology today is amazing. Make a better Tony Hawk game, you asshole. Seriously. And we're going on three years since. There is probably going to be no discussion of a future one, knowing how badly this one did. And they're still trying to uh, milk $60 out of people what for a happened? copy. It's, like, what it's happened? disgusting. It's really upsetting. And now there's just this giant void of no skateboarding games. And I'm like, or for modern skateboarding games, let's put it that way. That And it's just like, man, it's a raining day. I can't go skate. I just want a remastered underground. I would take that even like i would just be like fucking thrilled but okay so it's a a little light at the end of the tunnel and it's not great for playstation people but i know that there is a game that was kickstarted called session and that's going to be available for steam and xbox
Xbox One, but this looks like the game I am after. Although it's not going to have like the crazy tricks like Tony Hawk and all that shit. This is going to be more or less like your realistic skateboarding game. Um, graphics look absolutely amazing. I, I'm super hype about this game. I don't even know when the release date is, but it was backed on Kickstarter. So I have faith that it'll see the light of day. There was, they do do uh, monthly dev updates on their one website. So I, I'm just really hoping to hear, but that's the thing. It says for backers only. So it's almost like a project I probably should have backed, but was too late finding out about it. Although I maybe in the early on in the podcast, it came up, but at that point I wasn't like, skate crazy so to speak so i don't know but this game does look very promising so at least there are modern skate games in the make but like as of right now it's just it's a really shitty time for skateboarding video games when there was a goddamn plethora of them in the past yeah it's kind of weird because like skateboarding has gone in and out of the mainstream and Believe it or not, skateboarding is actually very much in the mainstream now. In fact, like, it's going to be in the Olympics coming up in 2020, I think. Oh, hell yeah. Um, a lot of the core skaters don't like that. They think that they want – most skaters want skateboarding to be obscure and kind of counterculture. Yeah, that's so, same with a lot of music and it, it goes with everything really. Yeah, so it, that that's what actually kind of strikes me as odd because – it's in the mainstream again. It was in the mainstream in the early to mid 2000s. And then it went out of style for a little while. Now it's back. But yet there's still no good games. It's weird. They just like haven't made anything. The skate games. So you remember the actual games called Skate? Like Skate yes. 1, Skate 2, Skate 3? Yeah. I don't know if I played that. They're way different than Tony Hawk. And people want m another one of those made and it's actually become kind of a meme to make the new skate game but yeah and I, I do recall people tweeting about it around mm -hmm. e3 time being like oh skate four skate four and just yeah. never happened mm -hmm. yeah and it's the the premise of that game or not premise but the the mechanic behind that that's different than tony hawk is the fact that like when you do the flip tricks you need to move the board with the right control stick so it's not like just press X to kickflip. It's you have to flick the the stick, and it's much harder. It's oh, very difficult. I do difficult. recall playing that now, and I did have a really good time though. It's really hard, but it's very rewarding, and a lot yes. of people love it. So, um, I remember I I played Skate One and Two. I didn't play Three. I think Three existed. <laughs> I don't it know does. Yet. I'm pretty yeah. sure it does. Yeah, I didn't play that one. I just remember play, playing the first skate. You had a T-Mobile sidekick, and that's how you communicated with everybody. Was you had to hit them up on their sidekicks, and uh, uh, I was, yeah. and you could play like music through it and stuff. It was it was kind of goofy. It was on the 360, but it was a very fun game. Yeah, the the best skateboarding games are actually behind us, which is really strange. That was a PlayStation 3 game, so I can't even play that, which sucks, because I see Skate 3 is available for 360 and Xbox One, so at least Xbox is like, oh, people still play this, but PlayStation's like, ah, fuck it, you guys yeah. got Tony Hawk 5, that's it. No! <laughs> yeah, oh, no. and it's bad, man. Oh, man. And I feel like I'm still going to play it just because, okay, one mechanic of the game is as you go, you can like, un there's, a you can unlock these cards that like, uh, you get different decks and then you get different, like, I don't know, character outfits and things. It, I don't know. It's just such a flop of a game. I wish I could say there's more to it that I enjoy, but 
luckily, um, you also earn money as you do missions. And I, it's funny, there's certain cards that you can buy, um, but it's all like kind of random. And I just randomly bought a board and it happened to be like the element board I wanted. I was like, fuck yeah, that's perfect. So that's cool to start out on that foot. But the customization features are weird. It's like you take an existing character and then you just, I don't know, you can turn him into a mech and shit if you have the right card. It's absolutely over the top, which is kind of in line with Tony Hawk games previously. But I don't know, this one, it just doesn't feel Tony Hawk to me. I I wanted Underground and it's nowhere close. Yeah, I'm... Never going to buy that game. Uh, my favorite one, my favorite Tony Hawk game ever is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. And that is because, one, the gameplay is amazing. Two, the soundtrack is unbeatable. It was when the like, ska and punk rock were in their like peak in like the, the early 2000s. Yes. It's, just, it's, it's all like, like less than Jake and like, like the Sex Pistols and all this stuff like that. It was like, I, it, th- that was the whole soundtrack. Don't get me wrong. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 with Goldfinger Superman and like the Suicide Machines and all Fuck that yeah. stuff. Oh, all that stuff was amazing. I'd say 1 through 4 had the best soundtracks. But Definitely. They also had like video clips of real life skating you could watch. And the one scene there where Bam takes his, his uh, Ferrari over this jump which is basically just a road that's really steep and he launches his car off of it going like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> that hill was was in my neighborhood. What? Like where that's yeah, wild. where I went where I went to high school and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so cool. My neighborhood's in this video game." <laughs> that is really cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I I say, yeah, dude, just just keep skating. Um, yeah, it's uh, way more rewarding than this fucking video game. It's just, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it's just like, like I said, though, if it's a rainy day, that's probably what I'll be doing. But I do have Spider-Man still, and I'm so close to beating that, but I'm just like kind of delaying it because I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want this to be over. But there's still plenty of things that'll be left to do once I complete the main quest, like as far as like extra uh, not side missions, but there's um challenges and things and other tokens I can get. But I'm basically level forty something, and I think it caps at fifty. Mm-hmm. Did you hear when that game came out? There was like some people that got mad at it because Spider Man's helping the cops, and they're yes. That, you heard it, about? Did you hear it, about that? Yeah, it briefly came up on the show too, and I don't. Uh, Brandon I was like, said, "Wait, it's what?" Like, they're mad because instead of him being a vigilante, he's like working, or ha- yeah, he has a direct like c- communication with this one cop named Yuri, and she's like, I don't know. To me, it it makes sense because it's like, how yeah. else would Spider Man be clued in? Sure, he could have a radio and just like listen to all the police talk, but it's kind of more interesting and sets things up better if he has like a person on the inside. Yeah, I think traditionally he's just always been helping the cops, but dude, people get offended at the dumbest stuff nowadays. Seriously, guys, just calm down. Yeah, no, and Go- this game's so phenomenal, it's hard to be mad at. It's really, like Bren said, even the most critical reviews are giving it like a 7 out of 10. Like, this game is f- fantastic. I want to play it really badly. I'll probably get it for PS4 whenever I have some free time. Once I beat Heavy Rain. Yes, I can't recommend it enough. It's definitely like... I don't know. There's different phases of like games to be playing during PS4. I definitely think Horizon Zero Dawn is was one of them, and I was on that as soon as I could. And this is uh, the next one where it's yeah. like if you own PS4, this is the game to play. I actually need to finish Zero Dawn. I know I hate I hate to say that. 
Oh, it's cool. No, I can. It's dude, so with, long, dude. Yeah, massive games like that. <laughs> it's not it a can, short game. <laughs> yeah, it can get out of hand. At, or if you lose track of it, then coming back is that much harder. That's um, my problem. I actually, yes. so I took too long of a break and I had to like relearn everything. And then yep. I relearned it. And then like a ton of time went by for that. And I'm going to finish it. It'll happen. But that the, the mechanics in that game are not very um memorable <laughs> no not at all They're yeah very no. unique yeah if i were to I, in fact i did revisit it because i got the dlc uh if, i think it was free actually i i don't recall but i remember going back to play the dlc and then just yeah not remembering how to play and then just not actually playing the dlc as a result so i yeah. still have that on my to-do list but yeah that there is a lot of just i don't know combat mechanics and like uh menus to navigate so i can understand that yeah. Oh, yo. So I, I got Yakuza Zero. Oh shit! I'm jealous, dude. So I picked that up on Steam. It's the most goofy, violent game I've ever played. It's so like dumb but awesome at the same time. Like, yes. Like it's like teach these punks a lesson, and they're not doing anything that bad, but you just like beat the living shit out of them. <laughs> Like, to just teach them a lesson for, like, a very minor crime. No more loitering. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're just just pulverizing these people and stealing the money at the end. And and then the cutscene happens, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) They run away, and I'm like, okay, um, they would be dead. Yeah, by like the first three seconds, but I, I love how uh, yeah. over dramatic the the combat is in those games. It does seem yeah. like yeah, you're just like de- demolishing them like Dragon Ball Z style. Yeah, the one like finishing move, like you get the one guy's head, hold it against a brick wall, and throw your whole knee into his face, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he's just like, oh no, it's like not. He does. He like falls down, but that's it. Like he's okay, he's he's fine. Get on up. Yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, it's a great game so far. It took oh, dude. The one compl- ah, okay. I won't say complaint. It's an old game. It's a remake, and I know right. how, I know how old games used to be. And it was actually kind of uh, a funny reminder about how saving games used to be so hard. Remember old games like you couldn't save very much. Um, like, are you talking about the limit? Uh, like the i don't know the limit of a memory card or the game like a mechanic of it oh like no, the, trying the to find a yeah trying yeah, to find uh, a safe finding spot. safe spots was oh, so hard you remember yeah. old games were like that yeah no i plenty of rpgs uh growing up would do that like the legend of dragoon and mm-hmm. uh final fantasies and stuff but the exactly nice thing about those would be like if you get to like the world map or something you could always save there as like uh, unless you were like in a, like a city looking for a save point i know what you're talking about though Yep, so I get through a, an hour and 20 minutes of cutscenes and gameplay. Oh no, I know. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it must have auto-saved at this point. <laughs> and I quit out, and I log back in, and lo and behold, there's no uh, save file. Yeah. So I'm like, what the Dark, hell? I did and that I, with Dark Cloud not too long ago. and it Oh, is amazing game. Yes, oh, I still have to finish that. I think I you, and, you and I are the only people that have beat Dark Cloud. Yeah, okay, I did beat it early in the podcast. I don't even remember it, though, and I'm at the point, at t- very towards the end, uh, with the the Flying Rabbit guy. Gosh, I gotta get back to that, too. I have too many games and too many things going on in my life right now. Yo, Dark Cloud was ho- the last boss 
is so hard. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Dude, the last genie boss is like nearly impossible. He's so good. The one, the mini boss before the final boss, where you can't save between, you have to pause the game, change the element of the weapon. Yes. Start it, get a hit, hit pause, change the element, hit pause. It's so frustrating yeah it's tedious as fuck and that it's actually it and i hate to say it it's a bad game mechanic it's actually just a bad game mechanic it's that should be something that could be like uh i don't know like interchangeable on like a directional pad to be like oh cycle through my different uh elements you know what i mean but yeah Yeah. that i have that frustration with that game as well it it was so ahead of its time and that's another one that's like what the fuck are you guys doing you just make dark cloud 3 i'm it would literally be a bestseller if you ask me but i'm not sure if there's that much of a dedicated fan base i just know it is both of them are heralded as like just i don't know god tier rpgs but yeah it is the first one though revisiting it i know it is dated as hell so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, well, I've, I've said this like a thousand times on the podcast, but Dark Cloud 2 is my favorite game ever made. God, it's, I gotta play it. It's it's Dark Cloud 1, but with everything fixed and a better story and an amazing soundtrack. Like, they actually have a full-blown, like, vocal soundtrack for the game. It's so good. Nice. Oh, it's, it's like a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, Damn. Yeah. Oh, the other thing about Dark Cloud 1, dude. When your weapons break and they yeah. disappear forever. Yeah. So, you, so for the listener that doesn't understand, you, so you have these weapons and you upgrade them throughout the game. And every time you hit someone with it, it loses health. And typically in a game, when you get to zero on the weapon, it might just like not do any damage and you have yes. to repair it or something. But with this game, they decided to pull a... I don't even, I wouldn't even, actually, even Dark Souls didn't do this, but the weapon explodes and breaks forever and you never get it back. And you, all of the money and everything you put into this thing, and I'm not kidding, you'll spend like 45 hours leveling up a weapon. Yeah. Yes. And you just accidentally hit someone too many times without repairing it and you lose it for the rest of the yes. game <laughs> and as you progress through the game the enemies get m- more challenging so certain enemies are like rock hard or like dragon scales and like the if you hit it once it like does like half the damage of your weapon you're like oh fuck so you like don't even want to swing a second time and you, it's yeah. like too late um but no that mechanic is bad but the way the only way to get your weapon back is to yeah turn off the game and reload and yeah. lose whatever progress you made until you made that bad decision so yeah you actually you have to just turn off the the system yes exactly and it it was a giant pain in the ass just to make sure you don't lose the weapon but that's probably where i left off and one of the reasons i haven't played was i was recently like my my i think it's the atlamelia sword it's one of the later stages it's like really close to being like the final stage of that it can possibly be so i don't know i i have a really powerful sword but when it breaks it does just like all that progress i'm like oh man i'm just gonna play fucking rocket league or something now yeah that's yeah i know i completely understand just just default to something a little bit more relaxing that game is so stressful yeah it is i don't know why i put myself through this but uh what other games do you think we should talk about before we dive into some news um is there anything else you've been playing or is that the majority of it yeah 
Nah, but I, uh, with the move and everything, I have, I just haven't had any time. I've been just chilling and doing stupid housework. But yeah, let's just let's just go to news. All right, that works. Um, one thing that I saw in the news that I'm interested to hear what you think of it. Uh, Ninja becomes the first professional gamer to appear on the cover of ESPN magazine, and I'm thinking. Uh, for people who aren't aware, and I don't know how you can not be aware, but this uh, guy Ninja, he's one of the most famous Twitch streamers there is. He uh, really, I, I don't know if he was already blowing up before this, but when he had Drake on his stream, he was in the news then too, and people were, I don't know, eating that up. So uh, ESPN, what does that stand for? Like, I, I honestly don't know. Electronic Sports Network? Or, yeah. I'm not, yeah, then... It is an esport, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But like, it, before esports was a thing, that's probably never what they intended. Yeah, I guess my take on it is, I don't care if it's not on ESPN. I don't care if people don't see it as a true sport. I just want esports to be more popular. So, regardless of whether or not it's on ESPN, I don't really care. I just want the U.S. general, or yeah, I guess I guess the United States. The, yes. gen- the general interest to go up because look in Korea, it's a huge thing. It's on TV and all the bar. You go grab a beer with your friends. You look up. You're not watching football. You're watching StarCraft. Uh, that's what I want for us. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I do think these are the right moves to make that happen. Yeah. Regardless of it being on ESPN or not, that does feel a bit forced because I feel like the people watching ESPN are not the people that would be playing these games. No. Um. But things like what – I don't know if you know, like the Philadelphia Fusion for – they're an over, professional Overwatch team. Yes. Um, they had billboards taken out in the city of Philadelphia. They're all over the place. Like one of the f- – the fifth biggest city in the, in the entire country has like esports billboards in it. And I was like, yes, that's so awesome. Well, it's funny you say Philadelphia, too, because I saw a concert. It was actually a, maybe a month or so ago, uh, a band from Italy named Shizune, one of my favorite bands. They were in the States, and I was like, okay, I got to see them. They were playing at like a bar in Philly, but it wasn't like a bar. It's like a little venue in the back. But long story short, as I'm waiting for the bands to like set up their stuff at the bar, people are getting drinks and stuff, and I look up at the TV, and it's uh, CSGO of all games and it was really <laughs> they're watching a whole tournament and stuff and I'm thinking man it, it was my first experience uh, being out and about and yeah seeing esports on television so I was like ah oh, we're, we're making progress yeah it's definitely better than it was I say five years ago even I think the stereotype behind it is disappearing yeah I think I think people really realize that it's not just a stupid nerd thing to do it's it requires real skill and there's a real following behind it i mean look i mean look at the recent the recent like dota championships so my my one friend told me about this i hadn't even heard about it but he was saying they took a a risk on this one new amateur player for dota 2 on this one pro team and they brought him on and they ended up winning and the each person on the team, I think, I, and I might be wrong on this. I think this is what I heard. Okay, but I think every person, I think each person on the team won like two million dollars. Holy hell! For winning this, and they they had this amateur guy that it's just a complete upset. Like you can you can become a millionaire overnight if you're good enough at these video games. And that's tr- the dream. And true, it's I mean it's tough. It's it's like. 
it, the the statistics are like being a pro NBA player or something like that. It's not easy to do, obviously. Yeah, like even like professional poker and stuff like that. There's some real skill there. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have. So my one friend also was he was a professional Overwatch player for a while. He was on the Detroit Renegades, and that team broke up. He And he used to be a professional Halo 3 player back in the day, um, and he actually left Overwatch when he heard about the Dota story, and he's playing Dota now. I don't know if that was the best move. I don't think it was, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting scene. And you can, and like, look up the, uh, like, the PC Bang stuff in Korea and you'll see like it's their cult the culture there with video games is is very different than us but I think we're we're moving towards that and I think it's pretty cool yeah and and, and no there's no right or wrong with it it really there's it's not like bad and good it's just it is what it is so yeah I think yeah. it's also just ESPN recognizing how much of a following there is for it in fact uh early in August of this year uh he was the first twitch streamer to reach uh what was it 10 million followers so it's like holy hell yeah he's doing something right yeah man that's crazy that's so many people think yes. about that I what think that's that? maybe ESPN like trying to be like oh that could affect our numbers uh-huh. Yeah. What what what's the US population again? Was it like 320 million? Something, Something like that. And that's yeah, yeah, a decent chunk of that. Yeah, it's like jeez, dude, 10 million. That's that's crazy. Just watching one dude play yes. video games. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Twitch can even handle that kind of stuff. Like when uh, he does have people like Drake on to play with him. But yeah, that was <laughs> something to say in the news. Um, another one I saw that I don't have any to put on, and I know Bren would be having a conniption right now, like straight up meltdown. But a uh, new live action Avatar: The Last Airbender series is coming to Netflix. And to quote Bren in our chat, uh, he says, "Fuck off with live action." And I'm like, I hear that loud and clear because, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why there's such a need to change everything in the live action if anything i don't know pull a pixar a dreamworks like but make it really good it doesn't and not yeah. everything has to be with people even this fucking sonic movie they're doing i some of the people are live action like ben schwartz isn't going to be like a dressed up sonic so he's going to be animated but uh i don't know dr robotnik which we found out is going to be played by jim carrey he's going to be himself just like dressed up like uh robotnik and there is actually an image that leaked of him and what his costume looks like and oh man i can already tell like this movie's gonna be trash and i I feel bad (laughs) i was so like ready to be on board and be like oh a good video game movie let's hope for the best for sonic ben schwartz jim carrey like big names recognizable i love ben schwartz me too i and that's what i hope will be the saving grace i really hope to god that this movie isn't terrible but just this leaked image of jim carrey as dr robotnik is like oh god god go back to the drawing board that's not what we want Oh jeez, yeah. Um, my opinion on it, I gotta stop. I gotta stop saying um too much. I say um too much. <laughs> Welcome to podcasting, Mark. It's okay. Don't worry. I try it's, to edit as many of them as I can now. <laughs> it's a it's a filler, and I'm not proud of it. And I'm really gonna start not doing that. My filler so, is like, and it's so bad. So I'll try not to do that. Yeah. So that's see the to the audience. We are actively. Trying to fix the things that probably annoy you. There you go. Look, it annoys us as well. We're doing yes. our best. But my 
take on the whole live action video game thing is if you can do it well or not. It's actually it's not. It's a live action anime remake. It's not a video game. Cool. Yes. Avat- I guess Avatar is a quote 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 anime. But so here's my take on it. You can do the live action. You can. I don't mind. But make it verbatim to the anime. Yeah. Stop uh, taking liberties and making it worse. So a can, prime example of someone that did it right, someone that did it perfect to a T. So there's this anime called Erased. Okay, it yeah, is, I've heard of this. It's a 13-episode series. One of the best animes ever made. Hailed. Won awards. They made a live-action version of it. They went... They They did it, like... To the script, they did not change a thing. The drawings, they found buildings that looked like the drawings. That's how good it was. Nice. And it got amazing reviews. Full live action, but it was the same thing, and that's all people want. And this is what I don't get. Guys, stop trying to put your own twist on a perfect story. It's yeah. getting it's getting a remake because it's good. So don't try and make it better because you're not going to make it better. You're not the creator of it. Yeah, you're going to taint it and yeah, just, yeah, you'll you'll gain some new fans that were unfamiliar with the original work, but then everybody else you're alienating. Yes. Take the story, remake it with real people, release it, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic uh, advice, but you never see it. I didn't see the Ready Player One movie, but I heard that even st- uh, strays from the book a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. Always, it's sad to hear when that happens. It's like, why not just be true to the source? I did hear that, too. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. I know you were reading the novel. You read yeah, the book, right? I, I'm very close to finishing it. I, God, I, I, I don't know what my problem is. I'll start something, get 90% done, and then just walk away. And it's just, like, <laughs> so stupid of me. So that's something I'll be revisiting shortly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've always wanted to start it, but I never did. I do recommend what I did read. It was a, it was an easy read and a fun one. Let's put it that way. It almost felt like a Harry Potter in in that caliber of read. Oh, okay. So that that level of uh, of I don't know what what's the right word. Um, I, uh, uh, competence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking like reader levels when you're growing up, like middle school, like oh, he's a sixth grade reader yeah. or something. Like no, it's know. true. It's true. It's true. So yeah, I would classify that as like I don't know an adolescent fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice man. Nice. 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 Uh, back to news, though. I'm not sure if there's anything you want to bring up, but this one I, I have a lot to say about. Uh, introducing the PlayStation Classic with 20 preloaded games. So, back to this fucking trend that I don't oh, understand boy. whatsoever. So, we already have seen the NES Classic, uh, the Super, the SNES Classic, I think, at this point, and that, and then even, uh, Sega Genesis had one before the hype for the Nintendo ones, and like no one ever bought anyway, but it's like, oh, well, now that this is in the mainstream, they tried to get people to buy those, and now PlayStation is capitalizing. They're saying, here's our old system. It's a shrunk down version of it, but that's not actually functional. And it comes with, like, uh, controllers and preloaded games. I just am so frustrated because I just constantly am seeing people being, like, fueled by nostalgia, being like, I can't wait to get this. It's going to sell out. And it's just 
Oh man, for and the price tag. The price tag is $99. I don't know why you would buy a $99 PlayStation 1 that doesn't function like a PlayStation 1 and when you could go get one for cheaper and probably all of those games for cheaper. I don't know it'd probably be a challenge to do that, but I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah. why? Just well, why? So, here's the thing. The 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 issue here is your your rationale is you're leveraging this with against a homebrew version which includes emulators that have been out since the early 2000s and stolen roms so we obviously know that we could get a psp with 16 megabytes of ram to emulate these games that have been out for God knows how long, and it works perfectly fine. We've had these games on our computers, on PS1 emulators that have been out since 2001, and they run great there. And now Sony decides to come out with a system that lets all... You play all these games on your TV for all... it For all intents and purposes, this is a, uh, a normie machine, and I hate to use the word normie, yeah. but it really is for... this. This system is for all of the... 38 year old guys that were always that were not really that into video games or technology in general they're probably the only computer they own is a beat to shit laptop that sits in their basement from time to time and sometimes they like playing video games uh and they just realized that they used to have a ps1 and it was kind of fun and there was two games they like to play and this is a hundred bucks yeah. and they'll probably buy it. Uh, but are you willing to spend a hundred dollars is my question. And also well, I could know uh, I could see the, the point being made of like, yeah, that 38 year old not being such a depressing individual and having kids or something and be like, Oh, let me show them what my childhood was like. But even yeah. that it's just like, just, I don't know. Dig well, it, the original system. If you yeah, still have one, I mean, it, it brings me to the point that it, it's it's a system for computer illiterate people. Yeah, because if you're, it doesn't matter how old you are. I know plenty of people well into their fifties and sixties that are totally competent enough to just buy a Raspberry Pi, throw an emulator on it, and get ROMs. It's not that hard. These ROMs have been available for so long like 15 years plus at this point they're not going anywhere you can take down as many sites as you want but they're just going to keep popping back up so you really this this is a system for computer illiterate people and that's what i'm I'm going to stick to that and i'm sorry if you disagree with me but no. any anyone who is com- literate at all in technology will find a better way to do this you're right and the convenience of making it easily plug in uh to a modern day television isn't worth 99 dollars to me also the controllers that come with it are like kind of the throwback playstation one controller so this is before dualshock so you're literally paying for like terrible technology at 99 dollars. i just it seems like a scam to me i feel bad for anyone who buys into it and promotes this because then playstation is just going to be like oh well it was successful in nintendo now it's successful for us people want this let's make a playstation 2 mini or classic and it's like just stop uh. and i don't want that i i like the old systems there's a nice tangible nostalgic feeling of being able to pop it open instead of just having a, a miniature version that doesn't do what I want it to do. So, and memory cards, it's just, 
it just feels so wrong as like a true old school gamer. So yeah. don't buy this shit, people. I'm sure it's gonna sell out, and it's just frustrating as all hell. And I and and one thing that's gonna help it sell is the 20 preloaded games. I know for a fact Final Fantasy VII is amongst them. So that in and of itself, like that person you were describing, that person's probably like, oh, I played Final Fantasy VII but never beat it. I'll get this just so I can try it again. It's like, dude, there's so many other avenues you could go. Yeah, you know what they should do. They should just remake the PS2. And I'm, not, or, yes. I'm not talking about an emulator or anything. Just remake it. I thought that all along. I would even just remake the PlayStation 1 and sell it. And I bet you anything it would sell. And it's just because nobody wants their old version of it. Or, or find, I don't know. It yeah. It might be a stretch as like a, for a move as a company to do something like that. But I would make a limited amount of them and see how it does. Instead of yeah. pulling this bullshit, I would actually pay $100 <laughs> for a brand new PlayStation 1 that I know was made in the year 2018 and will function the way I expect it to. Not yeah. this shit. Yeah, dude, if they made a PS2 that just had, like, an HDMI or, like, like yes. a display port, like, hookup. That'd be a dream come true, actually. That'd be so sick. Like, yeah. that'd be so cool. You could still play your old discs and maybe reprint some of the... I mean, I know they won't reprint the old discs. That would be such a big cost for them. But, like... Yeah. But, like, I don't... Okay, this is getting... It yeah. does go. There's a zero. There's a zero percent chance they would ever do yeah, this. But right. it's, it's a. It's like a pipe dream. It is. But instead, this is the reality we get: is some miniature version that doesn't fucking isn't worth a hundred dollars to me. Yeah, um, I'm so. never buying that. It's dumb. Well, yeah. cool. They got Spyro. No way. I know. And talk about Spyro. There's the new one coming out, or it's like the remastered trilogy for PS4. So, I mean, I have no interest in playing the old one in its like old glory <laughs> when I could play the brand new one in a month or two. So, yeah. it's got a lot of problems and it just frustrates the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, that, that's cop or drop. That's a drop. Yes. Oh, dude, new segment. No. <laughs> Top or drop for video games. Dude, we should do that, man. Uh, hey, Mark, I think you're you're onto something there. Yo, that would be so awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'll have to find a theme song in the meantime, but we'll play around with that. Um, but that pretty much does it for this episode. Um, thanks for talking skateboards. Thanks for coming back. Sorry, life's so hectic. I'm on the, a similar page there with you. So hopefully we can have you back on more often and maybe with more people like Bren and the rest of the crew. Oh, totally. But, um, let's do some plugs and wrap this up. Where can our listeners find you if you would like them to? Uh, best place, I guess, is my Instagram. It's uh, let's just look up Mark Choi. Uh, it's I-A-K-A, I-E-A-K-A. Uh, and that's it's it's pretty you'll know it's me pretty fast <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll see that doug follows me and i follow doug so that that helps clear indicator yeah there we go um and listener if you like our show give us a like follow subscribe on facebook twitter twitch instagram all of our handles are abt silence um check out the website we got some stuff there if you're interested in show notes and links and stuff like that uh information on the conversation games we play haven't done that in a little bit but we'll be getting back into that but thanks for listening guys we will be back next week see you then see you guys it's been real